is I'm not the woman I used to be. I'm free with Minister Diane Jones. Ladies, this is the show that's here to give you stories of hope and healing from someone who has been there, someone who has fought back from the horrors of incest. Minister Diane's innocence was stolen from her in the land of alcoholism and mental illness, which led to her being emotionally, physically, and sexually abused by her parents. Yet in spite of the trauma of her early years, she went on to become a successful wife, mother, registered nurse, and minister of the gospel of Jesus Christ. Plus, she's a virtuous woman who can help you find that woman in your life. Don't let the weight of this world or things that happen to you control your life. This is I'm Not the Woman I Used to Be. I'm free on TogiNet. And now, here is your host, Minister Diane Jones. Hey, people. Hello, hello. Oh, happy day. What a day it is. I am truly happy to be back on the air with you all. It feels like it's been forever. And I know it hasn't been forever. It's roughly about a month, I think, somewhere in there. (laughs) But anyway, I'm glad to be back on the air. I'm doing something that I don't usually do, and that is uh, go live while I'm driving. Um, I had an appointment. um, I had a 4 o'clock appointment to provide services to someone. And the appointment didn't start until 4.30, so it ended up going later than it was supposed to. And uh, I just had to, like, get on the road and make some things happen. So here I am. I don't want to neglect you all. I don't want to neglect my, my platform and my listeners. So here I am. The things that were on my mind... I didn't get to jot them out like I usually do. I usually take the time to kind of write out what's on my mind. So I'm kind of winging it. I'm winging it in terms of spelling it out, okay? But um, because of some things that recently happened, um, I had a wonderful, wonderful holiday break with the Nativity and Hanukkah and my family coming in town and and whatnot. And we... um, we at uh, Equipping the Saints Ministries, we even started the year off fasting. We started off fasting the first couple of days of the year. And uh, so we've had some wonderful things going on. We've gotten um, revelation and insight and refreshed, you know, refreshing and renewal, some wonderful things happening. But because of that, Because of that, we also ended up experiencing some backlash. We experienced some pushback in the spiritual realm, if you understand what I'm saying. And um, I ended up having a very harsh and I would even say vicious, I experienced a vicious attack from a a family member, um, all because I got to kind of set you up for this so that you understand why I'm doing this show tonight and where I'm coming from. So I better back up a little bit. Um, during this time frame, also, we had someone that we know and was dear to our hearts, um, 
a, a woman in Christ, a sister in Christ, whose husband just suddenly passed away. This is a young couple. This is not an elderly couple, a middle-aged couple. This is a couple that are, I believe, only in their um, late 30s, possibly early 40s. So that came as, as, as a shock. That came as a shock to us. And we certainly felt pain, and we certainly feel the pain of the, of the wife. Okay? So because of that, it caused me to think about people in my life that I love, that I love, but I am estranged, estranged. I am distant from, okay, for various reasons. Um, it, you know, death has a way of doing that. Death has a way of making you think of what's important to you and people that you love. And I just felt like I wanted to try to reconcile with several of these people. Um, I have tried before. I've tried in the past. I've tried to uh, mend the mend the breaches, you know, like mend the you know fix the gaps. I've had conversations, lengthy, lengthy conversations, hour-long conversations. I've uh, apologized I've, for the things that they felt that I have done to them that I didn't see the same way, of course, but it bothered them, so I've apologized for it. Um, I've asked for forgiveness, and nothing, nothing worked in the past. But I just felt compelled to try again, to just try again, because I said, you know, I wouldn't want something to happen to me or any of these individuals, and I wasn't able to reconcile with them. I don't want that on my conscience. I want to know that I have treated everybody that I love well. And if there's anything possible that I can do, and that I wanted to do that, okay? So <laughs> I, with reservation, started with the most difficult person. And, it's, and it was hard to quantify that because the two individuals that I was thinking of, they're both equally hostile. They're equally hostile, okay? Um, one of them has been so hostile toward me that they told me that they wished I, you know, was dead. They were so angry with me, okay? The other, um, I can't even remember exactly when, uh, really got angry with me over something that was trivial in, in my understanding, in my viewpoint, and she disowned me. She decided that she was not going to own me anymore as a relative and that wasn't new for us so um i accepted it and just moved on but anyway i reached out to this individual um because interestingly they had reached out to me in a group text situation a family group text situation 
they had not mended the gap between us, but they sent me a birthday wish because I just turned six zero over the holidays. I turned six zero, so they sent me a birthday wish, and they sent me a birthday wish on Facebook, and I was kind of like, okay, that's interesting. Considering they disowned me, I thought, well, maybe they're wanting to, you know, maybe they're obviously thinking about me, and maybe they're wanting to reconcile <laughs> so what did I do I reached out I reached out I text and said hey are you available for a call I hope you're doing okay are you available to talk and um, when I didn't get a response I went ahead and called anyway and turns out that they had not seen the message because they were busy but uh, they accepted my call and so I tried to approach the situation by asking, you know, are we at a place where we can reconcile? And if so, how should we go about this? How should we go about it? Um, what is safe territory uh, for us to conversate about? Because the thing that caused us to fall out, I didn't think warranted uh, a fallout. Um, it has something to do with health issues and I'm a nurse and this person asked my advice about some health issues and I, and I gave them my, my, uh, input on it, but they didn't like what I was saying. So they just got upset and, um, just said they didn't want to be bothered with me anymore. So I asked, what is safe ground? What is safe territory? Maybe we, can we put together a plan? What do you think about putting together a plan and us deciding what is safe ground? We don't have to talk about health issues. If that's a trigger, we don't have to talk about health issues. And so we started out on that path for a very, all right, all right, thank you. So we started out on that path for a very few moments, putting things on the table that was safe uh, oh, uh, let me let me correct that. That was not safe for us to talk about. Um, this person said, well, don't talk about religion, okay? I don't want to talk about your religion because my religion is different than your religion. I said, cool, no problem. Uh, this person said, we can't talk about politics, which is something I don't do that often anyway. I do it on my radio program because that's my platform <laughs> and I'm able to do it, <laughs> but I don't generally talk about politics with just anybody because I know that that's a sensitive subject and I talk about it with people that are interested in those things. So I said, no problem. Uh, then when we, I got to interject one thing um, and that was uh, gossip. I said, I do not like gossiping. I said, I will not be a part of gossiping. So that's the one thing that I'll put on the table. And that was about as far as we got because the conversation just took 50 million different turns and it went back to 40 years ago and everything that they have felt that I have ever said or did that they didn't like. And the primary accusation was that I was never there for them when they wanted me to be there for them. And even though I've tried to be for them, they rejected when I tried to be there for them. And 
Oh, my goodness. We're coming up on a break, so I'll have to pick up where I'm leaving off at once the uh, break is over, okay? But I'm actually talking about reconciliation. That's tonight's topic. Be back in a few. the tragic past shattered your future or your now don't let it this is i'm not the woman i used to be i'm free with minister diane jones and we'll be right back after these equipping the saints ministries our mission is to equip and mature the people god calls to do the things they are called to do with confidence and boldness, to create soldiers for the army of the Lord, and to impact our communities. We are home-based in Waldorf, Maryland. If you would like more information, you may email us at etsministriesinc at gmail.com or write to us at ETS Post Office Box 72 Waldorf, Maryland, 20602. If you are not local, you may participate via conference calls and we can make information available to you by email. ETS. The Story of Me is a captivating and inspiring account of a woman able to overcome incest, physical abuse, abandonment, and neglect to find a second chance at happiness. It is a story for those who have been rejected, who have dreamt and fallen short, who have survived traumas such as molestation, rape, or incest. The story of me is very inspirational for those who may find themselves in Jones's story. You may purchase your copy of The Story of Me online at authorhouse.com, this show's host page, amazon.com, or any of the major bookstores. The Story of Me. I'm not the woman I used to be. I'm free on Toginet.com. The show dedicated to helping women find their way back to themselves after innocence was stolen by incest and abuse. Helping you heal. It's what we're all about. It's I'm not the woman I used to be. I'm free on Toginet. And now, back to your host, Minister Diane Jones. Okay, I'm back, and I am talking about reconciliation. And even as I listen to that commercial, I'm reminded of the fact that reconciliation and restoration does bring about healing. When you can achieve reconciliation, when breaches are um, mended, you know, when relationships are mended, 
and um, made whole again, you know, when you're restored, that does bring about healing. That is one key way of uh, being healed um, of emotional scars and wounds. But I have to say, I have to say, and I'm not trying to get ahead of myself, that reconciliation is not always possible either. And when it's not possible, you have to be okay with that. We as individuals have to sometimes be healed of that disappointment. Sometimes, you know, just learn how to accept it and um, maybe not accept it in terms of uh, never, you know, like never hoping for or never praying for it. I don't mean that because you could and should still pray for it to happen. Pray for that individual, pray for yourself concerning that situation, but also be okay with it in the meantime. You know, you've got to be able to do that as well. So back to my situation, the the problems that have occurred between myself and this individual just resurfaced. I mean, we didn't get into, we, we didn't even talk probably for five minutes before the conversation just took twists and turns and, and the person wanted to rehash things that we've already discussed for hours and hours and hours before um, and didn't accept my explanations, even though I explained the reasons for my withdrawal, because that was the primary accusation is that. I haven't been there for them when they felt that I should be there for them. Even though I tried to be there for them at key times when they needed me and they weren't, they, they weren't receptive. Okay. They didn't let me be there. Okay. So what I would do would be, okay, well, I've tried, but I would withdraw. I would withdraw because the person is also very verbally abusive and combative. I mean, in my family, I've talked to you all some about some of my family dynamics, but in my family, when people get upset with you, they can go to fisticuffs, as we used to call it. (laughs) They can go to blows with you. Now, thankfully, this person has never hit me or jumped on me, but I've seen them do it with others, or I've heard of them doing it with others. So, with my background, coming from my background and my past of uh, abuse, physical abuse, emotional abuse, sexual abuse, I don't do drama, okay? I don't do that level of drama. For me, when, when drama, when things get to the point where a person wants to cuss me out or when they uh, want to act as though they might put their hands on me, then that's, that's my exit. Okay, I've learned to set boundaries. I've learned uh, how to, you know, just basically protect my own emotional health and well-being. But this individual does not understand that. They feel like if they, uh, however they express themselves, that I'm a minister, I'm supposed to be able to handle it. Whether they cuss me out, whether people cuss me out, whether... (laughs) whether people go to blows or not, you know, um, 
I'm just too sensitive as far as they're concerned. And as far as I'm concerned, it's not that I'm too sensitive. It's that I don't do drama. You know, the Bible tells us that Satan is the author of confusion, not God, that we're supposed to follow peace with all men and do our best to live peaceably with people, you know, to love our neighbors, to love our enemies also. But it doesn't tell us that we're supposed to let them, you know, like beat up on us and physically abuse us and verbally abuse us and then be chummy with them. Like, how can you be chummy and cozy with someone who's like hostile that way? Maybe some of y'all can because maybe that's how you grew up. But because of the fact that that happened in my childhood, that's that's not uh, something that I relish. It's not something that I enjoy. So whenever this person cuts up like that and acts up like that or cusses me out like that or whatever, then I withdraw. I distance myself. I will still try to maintain some sort of a rapport with them in terms of maybe sending a birthday card or, or flowers when they're sick or uh, when the Lord puts them on my heart, I will certainly pray for them and reach out and say, hey, are you okay? Because you were on my heart. But as far as being chummy chummy, I can't do that because we don't have common ground. Well, that's exactly how this call went. That's exactly how this call went. And I tried. I actually literally stayed on the phone for at least eight hours. It was more. It was actually more than eight hours. We talked overnight, overnight into the wee hours of the morning. And this person, you know, I even told him again. I said, you know, I've tried to be there for you with all that I know how. And you have even rejected that. So I apologize that I let you down. I apologize that I wasn't what you needed. And they wouldn't even accept that. They said, your apology is fine. I accept your apology. But I need to know the reasons behind your action. And I said, you know, I've told you 50 million times the reasons for my reaction. I don't do drama. And they were like, well, that's not good enough. I don't believe you. I think it's this, or I think it's that, or blah, blah, blah. And I tell you, by the time I finish, by the time I finish, it was disturbing. It was disturbing. Before I finish, because I am talking about reconciliation, I put another suggestion on the table. I said, what do you think about us going to counseling together for, for our relationship. What do you think about that? I said, it's pretty clear to me that we just keep rehashing the same issues over and over and over. I said, I think that we could benefit from a mediator. We could have a professional, a third party, someone that's not affiliated uh, with me, um, I said, I would even be willing to go to a counselor of your choice. Do you, do you have a counselor of, uh, of, of your choice that I would be willing to go to? They said, nope, I don't want to, uh, I don't want you involved with any counselor that I may know. 
I don't want you to, um, <laughs> I think they said, I don't want you and the counselor to hem me in, to block me in somehow, like corner me or whatever. So, nope, I don't want to do that. I'm not comfortable with that. And so I said, okay, well then, uh, I thought that that would be easier and safer for you because the if you know somebody, if you know somebody or you think that you might know someone that you trust or whatever, you wouldn't have to start over. And I would be the one on unfamiliar territory. And so I'm willing to do that, though. Nope, they didn't want to do that. I said, okay, well, the way my schedule is now, I don't have a lot of free time. And I just started a new assignment, um, a new uh, job, I guess you could say, I'm with the same staffing agency, but a new assignment. So I explained that to this person and they said, I don't care. They said, that's not my problem. That's your problem. And I said, okay, well, all I'm trying to tell you is that it would be hard for me to shop around for someone. Okay. Thank you. It would be hard for me to shop around is all I'm trying to explain to you. But, um, if that's what we got to do, I think it's worth it. I think it's worth it because uh, our issues are, are serious and, and our relationship is valuable to me. So I said, I won't really have time to shop around, but um, I'll, see what, I'll, I'll see what I could do. She said, well, I want us to shop around together. You know, she's not working. She's unemployed. I want us to shop around together. I want us to do it together. I said, with my work schedule, that's not going to be possible for me because I work during business hours, basically. I have almost a four-hour commute between going and coming from work. I said, it's going to be hard for me to match up your, your, your time and do that together. So we just kind of said, well, we'll leave it alone. We'll leave it alone for now. I went to, went to sleep on it. Okay, thank you. Went to sleep on it, and then it occurred to me, you know what? You can request an appointment online. You can do this while you're off this weekend. You can request an appointment online. You can get the ball rolling because then you're going to have to get a referral from your primary to just get the ball rolling. Okay, so I did that while I was off work. I text this person the next morning, and I think you're going to have to wait until I come back to hear what happened next. Okay. the tragic past shattered your future or your now don't let it this is i'm not the woman i used to be i'm free with minister diane jones and we'll be right back after these it's the fitness minute with fitness expert annette hammond salt is in nearly everything we eat and many times it makes food taste so delicious Even though the 2010 Dietary Guidelines for Americans recommends limiting sodium to less than 2,300 milligrams a day, 
Men's Health Magazine states that the average American takes in about 3,300 milligrams of sodium every single day. Your body needs some sodium to function properly because it helps transmit nerve impulses. It influences the contraction and relaxation of muscles, and it helps maintain the right balance of fluids in your body. But most of us are getting far more sodium than is recommended. Check out the sodium content in the foods you are eating and limit soy sauce, Parmesan cheese, bacon, smoked salmon, ramen noodles, and salami. It's time to kick the habit of too much sodium. For the Fitness Minute, I'm Annette Hammond. (laughs) A black nurse. This narrative is about the struggles of being a black woman and a black professional in a society bound with racial and gender bias. She has hopes, dreams, needs, a purpose, and aspirations, but faces constant opposition to fulfilling these basic human requirements. Like so many people of color before her, she achieves some measure of success, but her success is minor compared to what she must do to achieve it. It's time for a change. Get your copy today from AuthorHouse.com, this show's host page, or any major book retailer like Amazon.com. A black nurse. <laughs> I'm not the woman I used to be. I'm free on Toginet.com. The show dedicated to helping women find their way back to themselves after innocence was stolen by incest and abuse. Helping you heal. It's what we're all about. It's I'm not the woman I used to be. I'm free on Toginet. And now, back to your host, Minister Diane Jones. Okay, people. I am talking about reconciliation, although I've already kind of dropped a hint to let you know that reconciliation is not always possible, okay? So I'm sharing with you a situation that I just walked through, okay? And um, some of the things I tried, some of the Um, efforts that I put forth to reconcile with someone that I do care and love for. Okay. Um, The first thing was I, we try, I tried to put a, a plan on the table and identify safe topics, safe zones, safe topics that since we were just trying to, you know, start talking again, we can talk about these subjects, but we'll stay away from these subjects, okay? That didn't work. That didn't work, okay? So then I switched to asking if the person was open to us going to counseling. And I think I forgot to tell you that they actually told me that they thought that that was an excellent idea. They said, wow, yes, I think that that would be a great idea. And that's why. I asked them, do you have 
a counselor that you would like to see. I'd be willing to see your counselor. And then they told me, no, no, they, they didn't want me on their turf, so to speak. Okay. They didn't want me and their counselor to box them in is how they perceived that that would happen. I thought that was interesting. So then I offered to, um, well, I said that it would be very hard for me to shop around, but um, we kind of had to leave it alone because of the way the conversation started going. It just went south. It just went south. It went bad. Um, This individual actually just began to tell me off just in a very vicious, horrible way. Um, And so I basically said, okay, okay, I'm ready to get off the phone. And they were like, well, if you want to get off the phone, then just hang up. And I was like, no, I don't want to hang up on you. I would like us to amicably say it's time for us to table this for now. Let's just table it for now. So we hung up. Well, I thought about it. And, you know, I said to myself, well, you know what? You can get the ball rolling by requesting an appointment and asking for a referral. And so I did that. I went online the next morning. I went on my uh, my provider's website and requested an appointment so that I could get a referral. Because that's how much this bothered me. That's how concerned I was about this situation. And then I texted this individual and said, hey, I didn't think about this before, but I did some research and I realized that I could get the ball rolling this way. So I've requested an appointment because they told me that their schedule was open. And I said, um, this is the appointment that I got. I'll let you know how things go, heart and love. You know, I'm thinking this is at least me making an effort. And at first they said, okay, so you scheduled an appointment to get the ball rolling to request a referral. And I said, yes, this is just to request a referral. Okay. Then I guess they gave it some more thought and they came back and um, basically sent me this long, horrible, nasty text. And I think, I can't even remember if they texted me or called me, whichever one happened first, but they basically told me off and told me that they never said that they were ready for counseling. They never said that just because they said it was a great idea, it didn't mean that they were ready and that I had no business um, even requesting an appointment for referral. I tried to explain to them that this is just for the referral. This is still going to take a couple of days before they give me the referral and all I did was really schedule an appointment for myself in order to try to get the referral. I said, I didn't make an appointment for you. Uh, I didn't injure you in any way or obligate you in any way. I can cancel the appointment. They said, nope, don't cancel the appointment because then you'll say that I don't want to go to counseling. And so basically I couldn't win for losing. Don't cancel the appointment. And I was like, okay, then I won't cancel the appointment. And then they were like, 
but this is what you always do. Everything has to be on your terms. And you, you decided that you were going to do some research. I told you I wanted to research together and blah, 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 blah. So I was like, okay, you know what? I, I, I tried. I tried. I'm sorry that I upset you for, for trying. Well, don't apologize because that's, you know, what's, you have to give me the reason behind your apology and, you know, why is it that you feel the need to just go ahead and, I said, I offered to go to a counselor of your choice. I said, I put the ball in your court, first of all. I was willing to go to some, and you didn't like that. Well, no, because I have this going on, and I have that going on, and I didn't feel like I should tell you my reasons for not wanting to go to counseling. And I said, well, how am I supposed to read your mind then? If, if you had other reasons for not going, all you had to do was tell me, no, you didn't actually think that was a good idea. It's not a good idea after all. So I just, <laughs> if you're feeling the anxiety or the craziness of the conversation, you're, you're just scratching the surface. And what I'm telling you tonight, people, on this live, you're just barely scratching the surface. I mean, it was literally torture. It was literally torture. Okay? So I ended up apologizing and at this person's request, canceling the appointment. I said, okay, fine. Uh, I will cancel the appointment. I canceled the appointment. Then after I canceled the appointment, the person started texting me and started telling me off for canceling the appointment. I, I sent them a text message. I said, you know, I canceled the appointment at your request. And they were telling me, well, no, 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 no. I want to go to counseling and I want to get everything out on the table with the counselor so that we can't argue and yell or scream at each other, which I wasn't doing. I was trying to get a word in edgewise. I mean, I had trouble just getting a word in edgewise. Um, and I did have to raise my voice uh, some to do that, but I was not yelling because this person talks very loud and very forcibly. So they were like, I want to get this all out on the table and hopefully you'll tell the truth and blah, blah, blah. And I was like, wow, I've been telling you the truth. I've been telling you exactly how I feel and why I've done the things that I've done. So long story short, they didn't like it when I tried. They didn't like it when I didn't, when I, when I said, okay. They said, I didn't think that you were going to pull out altogether. I thought that you were going to tell me that you would wait until I was ready or something like that. But instead, you're doing what you always do. You're abandoning me. I'm like, whoa, I just can't. I can't win for losing here. I can't win for losing here. So I ended up telling this person, I have listened to you for hours on end. I know exactly how you feel about me and why you feel the way that you feel. I apologized. I've done everything I know to mend the situation. That's why I even reached out again. I said, but now I realize that it's going to take a miracle. It's going to take a miracle to fix these issues. And I also let them know 
that I do not accept responsibility for your feelings towards me. Thank you. I do not. I don't accept responsibility for your feelings. I believe that your feelings are the consequences of your own choices and your own actions. So that's something that you're going to have to work out at this point. Hurting people like to hurt other people because she began to literally viciously attack me and I won't even tell you some of the things that she said. She started talking about my book, the things that I wrote in my book that is public to the world. (laughs) She started going there, people, okay, and accusing me of issues from my past and just being as nasty as she possibly could be. So I said, you know what, honey, these are your issues. I've already dealt with my issues. I've already repented of the sins that I've committed. I've, I lived in hell as a child, and thank God he's delivered me, he's healed me, he's restored me, and I've moved on from that stuff so long ago until that's no longer bondage in my life. So these are your issues and your problems, and I love you. Hopefully we can text once in a while about something pleasant like cooking or recipes. And that's where I left it. That's where I left it. So I wish I could say that I succeeded in reconciling with this individual, but I did not. I did not. And there are times, people, when you may give it your best shot, when you may sincerely give it your all, and it doesn't work. And then you have to be okay with that. Finish up after the break. Has a tragic past shattered your future or your now? Don't let it. This is I'm Not the Woman I Used to Be. I'm Free with Minister Diane Jones. And we'll be right back after these. Millions of people are sexually abused each and every day, not just by rape, child molesters, or pedophiles, but by choice and through lifestyle preferences. Who would enjoy being raped again and again? Why is rape spiritual as well as physical? Can a sex offender be healed from abusing others? Find answers to these and other questions in the pages of Overcoming Sexual Abuse by Minister Diane Jones. Available online at authorhouse.com, this show's host page, amazon.com, and any major bookstore. Overcoming Sexual Abuse. I'm not the woman I used to be. I'm free 
on Toginet.com, the show dedicated to helping women find their way back to themselves after innocence was stolen by incest and abuse. Helping you heal. It's what we're all about. It's I'm not the woman I used to be. I'm free on Toginet. And now, back to your host, Minister Diane Jones. All right, it's time for us to pretty much wrap this up. Last segment of the night, and um, I'm going to land this plane. (laughs) So, I went up the street and around the corner to talk to you about reconciliation. When reconciliation happens, it's a beautiful thing. It's a beautiful thing. I have managed to, I have achieved that with other loved ones in my life. when when different relatives and I have had some serious major major blow ups and it didn't seem possible where it didn't seem like it would ever um you know there would be restoration there has been there has been and um I know that it can happen and I know that it's a beautiful thing when it does happen but I also wanted to talk about, uh, you know, what's required for that to happen is that both people, both parties have to be willing to reconcile. If you are trying to reconcile with someone who is just combative and immature and blaming everybody in in life for all their problems, but they cannot see their own, the part that they play in pushing people away because I'm not the only person that this person has pushed away. They've actually heard this from multiple people down through the years. Uh, repeatedly, other people have told them similar things that they don't get invited to certain events because of how they are and how they behave, but this person refuses to accept responsibility for that. That is always someone else's fault. That's always someone else's fault. And somehow, in their opinion, it's my fault that other people also reject them. In their opinion, because I choose to distance myself, they think other people follow my lead. They may follow my lead, but it's not because I'm influenced telling them to do it. I, you know, that's just a role that I've played in the family, I guess. But um, even though I explained that to this, that person, I have never told anybody to stay away from you. I've never told anybody, you know, not to invite you or whatever. I said, I have told them what I'm going to do, that I'm either going to attend the event or I'm not going to attend the event. Or I'm, um, you know, not going to, um, you know, uh, engage in this particular activity or whatever. And and others have followed my lead because of that. But it was not just because of me. It was because they've also witnessed <laughs> the fallout that happens when this person is involved. So back to what I was saying, both parties have to be willing to reconcile. 
both parties, you have to be willing to find safe ground, okay? Um, one of the phrases that I've used often, even with this individual that has never worked, is that we should be able to agree to disagree, that it should never get so serious that because we don't agree that we have to go to blows or cussing people out or saying vile, hurtful things to one another. That's not how you treat people that you love. We should be able to agree to disagree. Okay, this is something we just don't agree upon, but that's okay. You still can have your opinion. I can still have mine, you know, unless it's something so egregious and so major that it's impossible, which is pretty much how we are. <laughs> the scriptures even tell you, it, it, it puts it in a form of a question, but it's basically saying that two people cannot walk together except they agree. And by that, it's not meaning that you have to agree on every single little thing, but you have to have some common ground. Okay, you have to be going in the same direction. You have to, you know, kind of like understand each other. If you are going in totally opposite directions, you don't understand each other at all. You're like vinegar and water, you know, or oil and oil and uh, what's the other combination? Vinegar and oil, vinegar and oil, oil and water. You know what I'm saying? Then you just may not be able to walk together. You probably won't be able to walk together. You probably won't be able to reconcile. In my case, I'm calling it reconciliation because there was a time that we had a relationship. Um, it always uh, had, had um, issues but they were not such that they separated us. But over years, over time, that's what began to happen. And so that's why I'm calling this an attempt to reconcile, okay? It's a beautiful thing when it can happen. But when it can't, and it broke my heart, it broke my heart that I had tried yet another time out of multiple times. Life is so short. People are dropping. I mean, every time I turn around, not only do we just experience a, a, a loss, but every time I turn around, I'm seeing on somebody's news channel or somebody's podcast or somebody's article that someone passed. More than I've ever heard in my life. I've been in healthcare for more than 30 years. And I've never heard of this much death. Now, either it's because people were not broadcasting it before, or it's because it's happening. It's because it's happening, okay? And I don't want it to be said that I didn't love my neighbors, that I didn't love my family that when there was a problem, I didn't try to fix it, okay? I, I don't live my life that way. And I would suggest to you all that you do not live your life that way. That if it's, a, if it's possible, 
that you reconcile with 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 anyone that you know you've offended or even that may have offended you in a serious way. If it's something petty that you can just dismiss and let it go, let it go. Let it go, okay? But if it's something major and and causes you serious pain, do your best. You know, the things that I talked about are just some things that I usually recommend to other people. When I counsel people, you know, these are the things that I recommend. When Chris and I, when Chris was alive, we did have, you know, challenges with different certain family members, and we would have to put a plan in place. <laughs> we would have to put a plan in place so that if we were going to go visit them, we had kind of like our plan where we would only stay for a short period of time, you know, and then he would start giving me the signals or the cues, or I would start giving him the signals or the cues that it was time for us to leave before things started jumping off, you know, things started getting crazy because you knew that if you stayed too long, that's what would happen. All right. And then even then there were certain things that we just wouldn't talk about. (laughs) We didn't get too detailed or too deep about what was going on with us. We kept things kind of surface. So there's things that you can do to try to have, you know, at least an amicable relationship with some people. (laughs) and these are just some of the things that we've tried safe space limits counseling the scriptures tell you that there is safety in a multitude of counsel there's even biblical um, texts that tell you if you have an ought with your sister or your brother go to them try to work it out if they refuse take two or three people with you which was why I was willing to get counseling because she and I are not, you know, she doesn't, she doesn't, she's not a Christian. She says she is, but she's not because she, whew, whew, the fruit is not evident of Christianity. Okay. She, she has some other kind of Christianity, which I'm not familiar with, but biblically, if you were both believers, if you were both truly Christians and there was an issue, you should be able to resolve it. Okay. And you're supposed to take two or three people with two, uh, you know, with you if you can't. And then if you can't, you're supposed to take it before the church, the elders, and then they're supposed to help you resolve it. But if one of you is still not willing to resolve it, there's something wrong in the relationship with the Lord. There's something wrong in the relationship with the Lord because the Lord gives us the capacity and the ability to forgive. The Lord has so much, he gives us so much love for one another that we should be able to overcome any breach. There shouldn't be breaches of that nature amongst believers. But when you're dealing with someone who's not a believer, that can be a very difficult thing because their values are not the same because their spirit is not the same, okay? Because their understanding is not the same. So, reconciliation is a beautiful thing. When it's possible, it's a beautiful thing. 
do everything that you can to reconcile. And when you can't, shed your tears, give it to the Lord, you know, maybe talk to someone else that you trust and love about it, get their advice. I did that also. Um, and, uh, and I was informed by those individuals who were very aware of this conflict and said, hey, you need to leave that alone. They were like, you, what you're trying to do is not possible with that person. You need to leave that alone. And I said, thank you for the confirmation. I will continue to pray. I will continue to love. But I will not subject myself to that kind of abuse. Until next time, people. I'm so glad I was able to come on with you. I hope this was beneficial. Until next time, God bless you. Bye-bye. I'm not the woman I used to be. I'm free with Minister Diane Jones on Toginet. Ladies, this is your chance to join us for stories of hope and healing from someone who's been there. Someone who has fought back from the horrors of incest. Minister Diane's innocence was stolen from her in the land of alcoholism and mental illness, which led to her being emotionally, physically, and sexually abused by her parents. Yet, in spite of the trauma of her early years, she went on to become a successful wife, mother, registered nurse, and minister of the gospel of Jesus Christ. This is a straight-up show to enlighten and to lighten your load. Don't let the weight of this world or things that happen to you control your life. For more information on Diane and her book, go to her show page here on Toginet and email her directly. Then, get set to join us here again next Monday night for I'm Not the Woman I Used to Be. I'm Free with Minister Diane Jones. Monday nights at 10, 9 central on toginet.com.